a few podcasts who were like, like, oh, the door. They go and answer the door. Mm-hmm. And they're gone for like five minutes. Like, we'll just cut it later. And they don't. <laughs> right, sorry. Okay. Dude, there's one that I did too where the guy was like, hold on. There's something in my head. Check. And like, like every, everyone's on <laughs> the podcast is like, all right, I'm hunting. There's a, there's a possum in his house. And they're like, half the podcast was him hunting them. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. How are you guys doing? Look at that sexy voice, that sexy oh, intro. Thanks. That was a good intro. Was a good <laughs> Probably intro. the best intro we've had in a long time. The only one I like the most about it is <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, hey. <laughs> little inside joke there. Uh, so just a little little introduction. You aren't used to hearing me bring us in. This Me is in Troy. Hey, Troy. So I'm here. Scott's here. Chris is here. Jake here. is not here, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to try to see if we can re- incorporate him as much as possible in today's episode. We'll but, just make uh, fun of him. We'll like he'll be our Reese for this episode. <laughs> we'll incorporate him as the butt of the, every joke. That's that's fair. Um, at least Troy, it's, at least it's Troy, not me. Sorry. <laughs> so you have it. Have it. <laughs> uh, what are you guys up to? Or what have you been up to? What's going on? It's it's nice to actually talk about this again because uh, we didn't get to last time. I know with our uh, award shows, those were those were long. And uh, we talk a lot. We talk a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, what's that? Who's that comedian that talks about that joke where he's like, like he sits there and, and listens to you talk because you say something that reminds him of something that happened to you. And they're like, I can't wait for you to stop talking so I can tell you the exact same story. <laughs> but it's more interesting because it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the comedian either, but I remember he's him. like, he's like, you, me. You, me. But we, we definitely do that. Like everybody does that. It's like there's, you get to a point when you're having a conversation with someone that you just stop listening to what they're saying because you want to say something. There's a, there's, there's more a lady relevant. I used to work with and I tell her like this interesting tidbit or uh, anecdote. Right. And she goes, that's OK. Me, 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 me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And and like, why do they all start with that's OK? You know what I mean? Like, that's okay. This is what happened to me. And this is worse mm-hmm. than what happened to you. Or this is way more interesting than what happened to you. Yeah, it's like a, it's, or it becomes a, a, a competition to see whose life is more miserable. When, <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're, we do this a lot, right? And when your hobby is conversation, I tend to like, I don't listen to the conversation. I just like, I, I admire what, what people are saying and like the way they say things, yeah. mm-hmm. like the flow of uh, how some people talk. And then I just get annoyed. I, I, I kind of, I've, I've seen myself doing that as well. Cause, cause that, yeah, with this podcast, we've been doing it for a while now and I still feel like I'm not the best speaker. Yeah. And so when I do see someone that speaks well, just naturally, it's like, damn you. Uh, and it's funny too. Cause like we've all pointed out our own like weaknesses uh, and we're really hard on ourselves. Like we have a bad case of imposter syndrome. And I'd have to think that anyone would, but they're like, I'm like, yeah, Jake can't listen to himself because he just takes over a conversation. And they're, and they're like, oh, so is he actively working on fixing that? I'm like, no, he just doesn't listen to himself. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't work on it. He just doesn't listen to it. I mean, we need yeah. content for the podcast, mm-hmm. so I can't tell him to shut up. When I listen to our episodes, <clears throat> I just hear myself saying, um, uh, all the time and it bugs the, uh, oh, I noticed too with myself, so I, uh, I kind of get lost in my thoughts and then I don't finish my original thought. <laughs> like I just could go off on this tangent. My, <sighs> and my problem while we're, uh, while we're 
crapping on ourselves. Mm-hmm. My my biggest problem is I'll get halfway through a sentence and forget what a word. Is. <laughs> I do that a lot too. And then I have to think of synonyms, and then we all have ADHD, and we need to pop in that Adderall before there, we start. Yeah, there's a few times someone's <laughs> like, "I didn't know Scott has a stutter," and I was like, "I didn't either. I don't think he does." <laughs> but I think it's him like trying to think of a word. Yep. Um, anyway. We've been up to. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to our original question, guys. Um, so here's something. I saw the Sonic movie. Oh, how was that? And I kind of liked I it. I actually heard a lot of, uh, some people that I've actually heard about this said it's probably one of the best video game adaptation films. I, it's like the most successful, right? It, it, yeah. It did gangbusters in the opening like, weekend. It made more than the Harley Quinn movie has made. Um, is that really date. surprising though? Like, I don't know. Cause like I've heard that it has a, like a passionate fan base. But I don't I don't want to get like political, but like the, the writers were women and all the actors were women and then it didn't do that well. And they're like lashing out at the fans now. But but everyone that I that I know I saw, like, it's really good. You should see That's it. what I've heard. I've heard it's and actually I was like, better than I was like, I, I, I want to, but I don't, I don't really care about Harley Quinn. It's, it has nothing to do with like female yeah. writers or whatever. That's that's so my it's just female characters. You know. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> strong female characters. Like, what is that? I don't know. I, I love uh, Margot Robbie and I think she's I think she's amazing. I think she's a great actress and I obviously think she's she's gorgeous. She's very, very talented. Um, the the issue with me is the character like you started talking about Sonic, but now we're talking about Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. But with DC, where DC is at, you have this this big weird thing that they're in where they make terrible movies, but then they make some pretty good movies. And then this whole DCEU thing is kind of up in the air. And then you're like, oh, wait, Joker made a good movie. And now we're going to make a new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. And we're probably going to tie those together. It's confusing because you're then, like, like, is that Harley Quinn going to be with like it's Oscar like, and award winning? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like it seems completely reactionary. It's like some, yeah. something was successful. Like, uh, what is it? Shazam was successful. Now we're going to throw Superman in with Shazam yeah. because it was successful. But then it's like... And Joker was successful, so we're going to throw everything else in that. Right. It's so like, like our worlds are no longer combined unless they're successful. Exactly. <laughs> but like, and it has nothing to do with a female character because obviously DC is making the, the a... The cast is great. Like Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I love her. Yeah. And she's like one of the main characters. She's Huntress and Huntress is a cool character. Yeah. So like... But like... I just I just haven't seen it. And Ewan McGregor's in it. Yeah, he's uh, great. He's awesome. Obviously, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, did amazing and or did well, very well. Probably the the most popular DC movie at the time. And then they're making a Wonder Woman two coming out this year, and that looks like it's going to be pretty good. And and you have female leads in that one. And then but then my so my thing is I don't think it's because it's, it's a female led sh- movie. I think it's because the character Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh, the character but, for me is kind of cringy. Yeah, it's like it's like bit. so teen angsty. Yeah. it's like I'm yeah. kind of past I've, that. I've never ever ever liked. She was she was made for a cartoon, right? Yeah. I never liked her, right? Mm-hmm. She was there for like to lighten up a scene or something. Like she was never in the comics, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I've always been a huge, I've always been a huge fan." I'm like, yeah. "Have you?" Yeah, it reminds me of like Natalie Portman, where she like she quit the MCU. She just quit because I don't want anything to do with this anymore. And then they threw a bunch of money at her and like, we're going to give you a, the lead of a movie. And she's like, oh, I have a whole lot of comics. I, I love Thor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Sonic. So Sonic, uh, <laughs> Sonic is it was it was funny. Like the the writing in it is actually really funny. And I, the character Sonic itself, I've never really been like a huge fan of. Like, yeah, it's always been Mario versus Sonic, but Mario clearly is a better game yeah. in every way. Yeah. Like, I, I like the Sonic games, <clears throat> but like the character Sonic, I've never because yeah, he always been right. like too cool for school. Yeah, but yeah. they they kind of changed him to be like a. Uh, 
like he's on coffee and cocaine at the same time. He's just like, he can't, <laughs> you know, he's just crazy. And the voice actor they got for him, he, he does voice acting. Um, someone look it up for me so I can keep talking, but the, he does voice acting. But he also does like live action and he it was really, yeah, yeah. really good choice. Um, but they made Sonic just like this dude just doesn't shut up. Like he's hyper mm-hmm. and he's not like cool. He's kind of, I don't know. More neurotic. Yeah. And they, they do like some deep lore of Sonic that I've never oh, even yeah, heard of. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. He did a really good job. I love, I love job. Ben Schwartz. He's funny. And, uh, even James Marsden, who's not usually like the, cause he plays like the, the straight man cop. Yeah. But he's hilarious in this movie. He's got like a lot of funny jokes. I think, I think, uh, James Marsden, right. I think yeah. he's underrated. As an actor, I like just him. as a, just as, as, as the characters that he plays, he he's was very, Cyclops, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's very classically handsome, <clears throat> very, he's, yeah. he's, but, but he's charismatic and he's, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jane, he, he did a good job in it. Like, I'd like to see him in more movies fairly at this point. Um, yeah. I, I don't really have a bad thing. It's like even Jim Carrey, who is like over the top. Who back, back to his like. Yeah. Old school Jim Carrey. But, but he wasn't the funny one in the movie. It was everybody else. It, it was him, like, he was just being mean to people. Mm. Um, but it, it worked. Like, yeah. And I'm really happy that they, like, because we all saw, like, the original Sonic design. And I showed my kids because he didn't remember. And they were like, oh, that's, like, hard to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. It's it like, directly uh, in the it's like nightmare fuel. It's like he has, like, yeah. realistic teeth and eyes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm honestly, like, I can't look at this. Yeah. Um, but the way that Jim Carrey was so cartoonishly over the top, it worked with the design. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm really glad they went. Because I don't know if the movie would have worked. I don't, like, it would have been the same lines, the actor responding in the exact same way. But it would have been to a character that looked weird. And it, I don't think it would have worked with the way, like, the, the character design is that important. Well, that, that whole episode with, like, redesigning the character, mm-hmm. honestly, I think that contributed the most to how well it did. Which which is the funny that you mentioned that because I, when when I heard about the backlash and then they were, the studio or the creators were, were changing the design of Sonic mm-hmm. because of fan backlash, I was like, oh, great. What kind of precedence is this going to set? Where, like, oh... They're they're releasing new images and, and stuff of Robert Pattinson's Batman suit and, and the Batmobile and stuff. And so like some of the reaction has been mixed, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh great. What you know, like what's what precedence is this gonna set? Yeah, well, Obviously it's different for live action than an animated character, yeah. but like yeah, cause cause you want directors and artists to have artistic yeah. freedom and vision. And as we've learned from Star Wars, you can't please any everybody. Yeah. And sometimes you can't please anybody. But but with that being said, <laughs> you also don't want directors to have artistic freedom and vision and <laughs> with the, an established IP. Yeah, it's true. I mean, especially if they suck. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's like my thing, though. Like, why not? Like, why not? Because I, I mean, there, there, you can have like your take on something. Yeah. But if like, let's say, like, look at the Mario movie. Look at how bad that was because that was their take on Mario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you talking about like, like the, the 90s? 90s? From the 90s? Yeah, the 90s Mario. <laughs> the movie. I like Koopa that movie. Head, <laughs> with like tiny little heads. And... But that that was their take on Mario, right? Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Um. So like I don't know, it's not always a good thing. No, but, it's not. But so let's say that they they already had like a Sonic movie, right? Yeah. Like we already had one and it was really good. Then 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 do your artistic take on it, like show how it's different or something. You know what I mean? Sure. I I think that uh, there's definitely good and there's bad. Though the bad that really comes to my mind is um, you guys all know I'm a I'm a huge Superman fan. Um, Are you? Uh, yep. I. Uh, <clears throat> Um, and there's a lot that goes to it. Like we're just watching the original Christopher Reeve movies, uh, 
when I was a kid, but, uh, what happened when the, with the first one, the, the director who made the first Superman movie, uh, was fired. And then, so he actually, so they took Superman two, they put, they brought in a new director and he refilmed and redid more than 50% of the film so that he could get the, basically the bigger director <clears throat> title. Right. <clears throat> and so he changed the movie completely. And then he did the next movie too, Superman three, which anyway, the, point I'm trying to make is he basically, he bastardized the character. He didn't care about comic books. He didn't care about the character. And so therefore it was just like, you know, and so we it's got about hiring the right people. Yeah, to, to, absolutely. Yeah. That are going to treat the character right. But then you also want that director to have their own kind of creative control. Another example I'm going to put forward is Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, in my opinion, had he gotten, had he was if he was able to release the movies that he made, I think DC might be in a different position. We got a Batman vs Superman that was subpar that was released in the theatrical the mm. theatrical release, and I think if that if his version was released in the theaters, I think it would have gotten a different reaction. And then I think we could have gotten the Snyder cut of the Justice League, which I've heard is a million times better than what we got from the Zack Snyder Joss Whedon combo. Um, and so, anyway, I think that. To that extent, I'm worried about the precedence that uh, that a fan base is going to change what looks and what feels for a movie. Yeah. But I also feel like you know let let directors let filmmakers have creative control. Yeah, and I'm kind of a pes- pessimist, not pessimistic, but like I look back on that whole the whole Sonic thing now and almost think it was like contrived. Mm-hmm. Well, you like know? the reaction was pretty bad, but then. But, but it was so positive in well, the end. Troy said something. He's like, you have to be like a like like he he this guy didn't know anything about Superman. You have to be a fan of the thing that you're Absolutely. adapting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you have to have, at least have some knowledge, do some freaking research, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um so if the, the if they make this design and they're like there's a backlash to it, but the guy's a fan and he's like, Okay, we'll change it. Like Yeah, and I well, res- I respect it. Because it's like it's not hard to make Sonic look like Sonic. We were just going for a different look. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So let's give them what they're expecting. You know, like, sure. Like it, it the only thing it changed is the way he looks. They didn't change the writing. The acting was already done. Yeah. yeah. So like all they did is change a look. So that I and like I don't know. Like it, it worked. Like people were whining and complaining. Like I'm freaking out. Sonic has a crazy loyal fan. They, they have. They have. They do. They have, are weird. It is. I, really weird. I read though that they, <laughs> they changed. Weird. That they changed a little bit of his backstory because I remember seeing more <clears throat> of him in his home planet type thing. I don't know. I, I and so I read that they changed a little bit of his backstory. So they did change the story just well, a little the, bit. The, but that happens with every movie. Sure. Anyway, but, yeah. Like they do reshoots and stuff all the time. But. uh but anyway, like I almost, I almost felt like I didn't complain online. I, I saw it and I said, that's ugly, but that's it. That's all I said. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but I they changed it the and I was like, I feel obligated to see this now because they were like, okay, we'll change it for you. And then I, yeah. like, I think that kind of behavior needs to be rewarded in some way. Especially when you are um, like revamping a, a mm-hmm. an old IP. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're going to be doing that, then you kind of have to get that original fan base on board with you. And I said this on our, I think I said it last year, but the design, if you're doing, if you're going to do like a CG character like that, the design is very important. Detective Pikachu wouldn't have worked if he didn't look like Pikachu Yep. and the rest of the Pokemon looked amazing, you know? 
So I think Sonic's the same case. Like the design is important. Yep. But anyway, we've been talking about this forever. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> um, I'll go next. Uh, I watched. Uh, I have been watching a show called Documentary Now. It's been around for a little while. Um, there's three seasons of it on Netflix, and it's hilarious because a lot of people are getting into documentaries or have been into documentaries, but documentaries are getting pretty popular. You have your, um, making a murder. Yeah. Net- Netflix have, has really launched documentaries. Yeah. 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 And people are getting a lot more. Yeah, into Netflix them. like invented documentaries. They didn't, <laughs> didn't exist they? before yeah, Netflix. I think, I think yeah. you're right. You, uh, you have don't it's a little inside cats. baseball, but, um, anyway, you have these documentaries that are, that are becoming really popular or really when I say popular, I mean, just talked about a lot of people are talking about them. Uh, documentary now documentary now is hilarious because it started by, uh, Fred Armisen, who you would remember from, if you don't know the name, you'd remember him from Saturday night live. Um, he did a lot of back in like, he was Obama. Yeah. He, he did a lot of the Obama impressions and he was kind of, I one love of Fred Armisen. yeah, we talk about him a lot in our, uh, in our SNL episode, um, last season where we were just, you know, for that era of Saturday night live, he kind of carried the torch a little bit and he's really talented. Oh my goodness. He's, Way. And, and like you see any interview he's in, he's like his personality. He's just super humble. Yeah. Super. Like, uh, he, he's, <laughs> so, he's like the coolest guy. So and then so it started by him and Bill Hader, who uh, you if you don't recognize that name, he was also he's also super humble like they, and, and very, also a very good actor. Yeah. Um, if you don't recognize him, Bill, Bill Hader, or you may if you saw Hot Rod, he was the guy. He was the guy that was tripping balls in <laughs> in uh, Hot Rod. Um, but you would also probably recognize him if you've seen Barry on HBO or if you've seen uh it chapter two he was uh i can't remember the character's name um the one with glasses um yeah anyway so uh they started doing this show called documentary now where they just make fake documentaries but they're hilarious um and they uh fred armison and bill Hader, at least for the first two seasons play almost all of the characters and and they it's usually like a um they're mocking a, a popular documentary yes or, or or yeah like the commercial or I saw style for it, at least like they were making fun of like vegetarians or something like the <laughs> like the plants like we want to be here no, or something or so that one's a little bit different that one's the first episode of season 3 that one's <clears throat> uh so it's about a cult that uh that uh um what's it called invades an Oregon town. Mm-hmm. And then like the, and then they like the cult and the town clash. And so like, anyway, and then it, it was, I would recommend watching Owen, Owen Wilson is the cult leader. <laughs> I just, I just saw something cause they were like, they just put, pointed out the fact that people eat plants and plants are alive. Yeah. And the plants are like, it's okay. We want to be here. Yeah. And then they were like, do they? Do and they were, want to be eaten? they were offended by it. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson in that episode plays the cult leader and um, Michael Keaton plays the FBI agent. That's I love in, Michael Keaton. That's involved in, it's hilarious. I, I, I can't recommend that episode enough. But the first two seasons you have uh, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen are in are the uh, kind of the big ones. And like <laughs> there's there's so many funny pre- uh premises behind it one of them that's that's funny they make a documentary called drones with with a z and it's this like this hardcore documentary and like um jack black is in it he's the he's kind of the main drones 
guy. He's like, we're going to go this, we're going to do this. And it's this investigative document documentary. Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah. And they go to a small town on the border of Mexico and America. That's a big cartel town. And they send two of their document documentary journalists Mm -hmm. and they get murdered by the cartel. And the two people that get murdered are are Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. So they send two more who are also Fred Armisen (laughs) and Bill Hader, but they just play different characters and then they get murdered. (laughs) So they send two more. Anyway, uh, it's, it's great guys. Like didn't it start on like IFC and then Netflix? I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know Netflix picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. The first three seasons are on Netflix. I think they did season three and I think they're going to keep doing it, but cool. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. So, uh, yeah, I, you keep telling me about the show. I just haven't, I just haven't clicked the button yet. They're, they're 20 minute episodes. So if Mm. you have a second that you just want to be like, let's check this out. It's, it's not hard to get through one episode. Um, some episodes are part one and part two. So, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty funny, especially if you like Bill Hader and Fred Armisen there. Yeah. You can see it like they have, a bit more creative freedom than maybe other some of their yeah. other projects and so well, uh, Portlandia with Fred Armisen gets yeah. weird, but but this one gets pretty weird sometimes. You can uh, you can tell right from starting episode one what kind of show this is going to be. Yeah, they, they, like they, they both have a very distinct sense of humor, and it and it comes across yeah very clearly. Anyway, <sighs> yeah. So um, I mean, I haven't been up to much. Mostly. Uh, homework and stuff for this but um i have been watching some youtubers and i brought him up before um but i figured i'd bring him up again because he continues to make good stuff a youtuber named uh daniel green who does um he does commentary and book reviews i kind of fell off of his channel too like it's like i kind of did but i got revamped on it, it stopped getting recommended to me so like <laughs> i don't i don't know how that works it's weird yeah well, he he does fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he has a he has a like a weekly show or something, <clears throat> fantasy news, where he just updates about about fantasy ad- adaptations, about mm-hmm. books, about all this stuff. And so, if you're into fantasy, he's a he's a good follow on YouTube. Um, he has lots of hot takes. But um, yeah, Daniel Green, cool YouTuber. Sweet. Well, so uh, let's get into our uh, our episode for this week then. Yeah, our our what we went up to has been a little longer, and that was by design. Yeah, um, we we've been at this for three seasons now, um, and we've had we have a, a lot of new listeners. We've had people who've been with been with us since the beginning, and so we wanted to kind of take a little bit of time and introduce, kind of reintroduce ourselves, and let you know who we are, what we're about, and why we like doing what we do. Yeah, so, the, the, the Cold Bow Remix. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we want to um, make it a good catch up for any new listeners. Um, mm-hmm. So, so if you have, if you have friends or, or someone that, that wants to listen to us, you can point them to this episode so they can get maybe a, as, as far as like a first episode, so they can get to know who we are before I know, and, and they like hear our, crappy our usual host isn't even here too. So like, <laughs> it's well, uh, weird timing to that point though, like the <clears throat> nice thing about podcasts is we're not recording this live. So yeah. hopefully we can get Jake to record a little snippet about himself and actually you, we can, even though he's not here with us, the three of us recording right now, we can actually have him in this episode. If not, we'll read whatever junk Wait, he sent he's us. he's here right now? I don't get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's he's with us I was in spirit. Like, I was like, if, Scott, what are you talking about? If you look at the moon at the same time he looks at the moon, you guys are connected. We sing American oh. Tale music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere 
He actually called me once and told me to do that. <laughs> was that when he was in Rexburg? I think so. I was like, go outside and look at the moon right now. And I was like, why? He's like, just look at it. It's huge. And we're I was looking like, at the moon. Like, we're looking at the moon at the same time. It's like, I feel How like, I feel like one of us should be singing. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with this then. Um, the Coldwell podcast, although we are officially in it, have been in it for three seasons. We've talked about this in previous episodes. We've actually been doing this for the better part of like, pretty much almost 10 years, seven, seven or so. That's like seven years longer than Brunomics. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) All right. Shout out to Brunomics. Um, there are some friends of mine. They're an up and coming podcast are really new. They're not, they're not used to this kind of stuff. They're not pros like us. They're not vets. All right. Uh, I think they have a bigger following than us. So be careful what you say. Um, I mean, they do, but you know, (laughs) Brunomics are some, it, it, it doesn't matter about like, listen counter thing it's about how long it's not about it. quantity it's quality you all know right. all right so they uh brunomics shout out to brunomics they are a podcast based up in boise idaho uh where i grew up i went to high school with uh, some of these guys they are some of my best friends in the world um right now better friends than you guys you ask oh thanks just kidding um they uh their their podcast what they do is they talk about beer um the brew side of it and mm. then the nomics side is basically comics and whatever they talk about movies comic movies they they do they talk about a lot of the same stuff we kind of talk about so there's kind of an overlap there but um i would recommend listening to them they're funny they're great um but uh anyway maybe you, you, you derailed me chris <laughs> talk- oh yeah so a couple years ago a couple years ago a long like basically a decade ago we had a we had a blog that we affectionately called four guys mm-hmm. and then we realized that four guys was a uh, name that was used a lot for I think we called porn. it we called it movies for guys yeah and there happened before of us yeah so they, we did number four we thought we were super clever yeah yeah, yeah. but then, then if you google four guys yeah and then, and then it was probably <laughs> five years after that maybe a couple years after that um I had a assignment in one of my college courses to do a couple episodes of a podcast and mm-hmm. post it um and so we we all got together and did it. Yeah. So with, that, that really got me like bit too. Like yeah. I had the bug so bad after yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It did for all of us. And with that, like, so when you hear us refer to something called the closet, um, mm-hmm. it's not a metaphor. It is actually literally a closet. When we were, uh, where I was working at the time, we had, uh, the company had converted a closet into kind of a sound recording room where they put foam on the walls yeah sound studio if you if you want it was a closet where they had a table there and they had a chair so if you needed to record something you could go in there with a microphone record and then you're done right um and so i was just like we didn't have anywhere to record so we're like let's all the (laughs) four of us actually five of us because we had jose what's up jose uh he came with us and so the five of us some of us pretty big guys all crammed into a closet and recorded our first four episodes or so yeah that we never i still released. have them we, we could we could uh post them as like the lost episodes let's put them on our point. patreon oh that'd be a good idea yeah let's, so like so like hey it, let's plug our patreon it's actually kind of funny too because they can hear like we had no direction yeah we didn't we didn't yeah. well we, we, we like i remember we tried to really lock down a formula for the mm-hmm. episodes we're like having this debate and all this stuff um it was, it was kind of an interesting yeah, because it was our first foray in recording our own voices yeah. for other people to listen to. Yeah, and so it was it was really weird, and and we did that, and then didn't do anything for years after. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was it was tricky getting together. People were anyway had oh, and, and it know. went along with a with another blog website mm-hmm. called four guyscom which don't go to that because I think it's a <laughs> gay porn Is thing a now. Porn? Um, we have a Facebook, and that's we still get 
Uh, we have more followers on four guys in, in <laughs> India <laughs> on we, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I like messing with those guys because they'll message us and be like, "Hey, can we have your number?" Let's type seven. <laughs> just seven. Being completely dry. Eight. Smart asses. <laughs> but um, so uh, yeah, so so we started doing that, and then mm. but it, what's funny is like every so often we'd get to be like, we should do a podcast again. We should do a podcast. And then finally about four years Every ago, time like, we'd sit in like a basement and just talk and talk and talk. We're like, we should be recording. Let's this. Turn on this mic. Turn on mic. We'd microphones. say that so many times. Mm-hmm. And then something happened and we just like committed. Yeah. I, I, me- yeah. I remember you and Jake coming over to my house in Sandy and we like, we like pitched, pitched it to you. <laughs> yeah. And like, all right, we're going to do it. We have to just buckle down and do it. And, and we wanted to like, uh, write stories and, and mm-hmm. film like short stories. And stuff yeah, like we that. we even we even wanted to do things where we would go watch a movie together. We did this with uh, Interstellar, mm-hmm. where the four of us went and watched a movie. We recorded ourselves phones, pulled out our phones, video recorded ourselves talking about what we expected. It wasn't Interstellar? It was, it was Dunkirk. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry. It was a it was a Chris Nolan movie. It was but a good movie. Yeah, and then we and then we recorded ourselves afterward talking about it, and that was a, an interesting concept that maybe we may revisit. But yeah, Jake and I did it for Ready Player One. Jake and I did it a lot. Yeah, yeah. but we never released them because before we released a first episode of cold bow podcast like we used to get together once so we've been doing this like three or four years now. it's been a, a while it's been a while uh we were doing it every week then we moved to every other week because we can't get together every week because we have wife and kids um but we would uh get together and just record and we had no direction we had no and we had no to release it too we didn't release anything yeah we had no topic we and, but we were we were still getting together loyally so like those were like jam sessions so like mm-hmm. we were a band yeah. and then yeah. fi- we finally Chris, like your wife kylie was like all right you guys have to release these episodes yeah or you, you you can't keep doing this and just and not yeah. release them or as you you said which i affectionately love or get off the pot yeah. <laughs> like, yep. it's true like like do it or or don't mm-hmm. like stop wasting everyone's time and so we finally recorded our i think our first episode was that was it the was it the marvel stack, marvel or, stack? or was it i think I it was know, a cinematographer our first, our first episode we couldn't release because reese was there and he didn't plug in his mic correctly oh, right. he recorded off of his computer right it was the it, it was, was the, slender bodies it was the slender bodies and That's something right. else i don't remember oh didn't, didn't you all, didn't you all do one for the uh, game of thrones as well Yes, you did. Yeah, we did. That that's how. That's kind of how Reese got involved. That was actually the exact same uh, scenario. Was, uh, <laughs> we couldn't record. It didn't record properly. So let's, yeah, we we had we had equipment problems for probably the first year. So you bring up Reese. Let's talk about Reese because Reese. Uh, yeah. We would be remiss to talk about the Colbo podcast if we didn't talk about Reese because Reese was with us the entire first season, and he was with us for the first part of season two. And, and the way he he got on the podcast was is just kind of funny. Cause yeah, just his personality, very forward, very yeah. friendly. He's like, "Hey, I got a mic too. Let's do this." Yep. We're like, okay. <laughs> he recorded an episode with us, and he caught the bug like I we think, did. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jake told him like we're starting a podcast. We're, I think Chris and I want to do. Uh, like a recap of season six of game of thrones mm-hmm. and reese is like i'll do it too and then like so we went to his house we watched the last season and then we recorded right afterwards um we have it somewhere it just we had a mic we were all talking into the mic but the mic wasn't recording so we recorded <laughs> it on his, on his computer and it sounds terrible um yeah, Jake actually sent us a thing. If you guys want me to read it really quick, because it talks yeah. about Reese too. So, yeah. so here's the thing about about this as well. We're going to read what Jake said, but we, I also want to see if we can re- record Jake separately. So, this this may there may be some jumping around here. So, be patient with us. But go ahead, Chris. Uh, Jake says, "Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is H O V, H to the O to the V, 
what the hell <laughs> my name is jake and i like to quote jay-z i like to quote jay-z songs uh the other, the other people probably won't catch that's the first time i've ever heard him yeah jake doesn't like jay-z <laughs> <laughs> i am scott's big brother and troy's big cousin I grew up in Kearns, Utah, and went to high school with Chris. While we weren't super close in high school, we got to be really good friends afterwards. I went on a Mormon mission right after high school and met one of my cold bow former members, Reese, while doing that. We all kind of get along, kind of, <laughs> and would talk about slash argue over movies and end the nights rolling in laughter. We figured we should record those conversations and let other people laugh at us, too. Uh, Jake said I went to college for seven years to get a bachelor's degree in film. This means that I have a very base knowledge of the component parts of a film and how, why they go together so well. It also means that I get made fun of a lot for being a pretentious film student, which isn't 100% unwarranted. I also worked in the film industry for about six years, so I also have some practical knowledge about filmmaking too. Does any of this stuff mean that you should listen to me about uh, film? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is listening or laughing, but I know that this is my favorite thing to do in the world. Cold bow is a thing I am most proud of in my life. If you do listen, then from the deepest part of my heart, thank you very much. If you listen and enjoy what you hear, then from the deepest part of my soul, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I know this is going to be sappy and weird, but I love the three guys that record with me, and I'm looking forward to another silver years of doing this. Okay, bye. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, Jake. That was good. I don't want to remove that. Don't then. Um, but I still want Jake to kind of record his bit. Maybe maybe talk a little bit more about film school and stuff because he does have a lot of practical knowledge and I think a lot of us lean on him for that sometimes. Um, we yeah. all need somebody to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, Ain't that the truth? Yeah. We all need... So that's kind of the, uh, Jake touched on it a lot. And then we touched on it about like kind of how we got started. Um, so this, so that's, we recorded a lot of jam, jam sessions sitting around a coffee table in Jake's apartment room, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then ever since we started and started releasing there, there's been like, there's been checkpoints along, along the way or like, or like, uh, growing moments that we've, that we've had. Uh, obviously the first one uploading our first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I also it, a check mark is coming up with a formula. Yeah. Like we are so all over the place. Like mm-hmm. this episode probably is right now, but yeah. that's kind of what we're yeah. going for. Mm-hmm. But like we, we needed like a topic. We needed something that we can do homework on and, and then mm-hmm. discuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we came up with these, uh, with episode types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I Dow. Yeah. Goat. I Dow standing for I'll do anything once. Uh, goat, which is basically the greatest of all time in whatever category. Yep. Uh, and then stacks. the stack, which is just take a category of... <laughs> A limited category. Our first stack was like twenty. I know, I know. which is ridiculous. <laughs> and then like we tried like broad stacks too, and like man, this really doesn't work. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. You got to get really specific with it. Yeah, so it's just a top ten list basically. But yeah, it, like, it is. You're just yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so exactly. you're, you're just ranking a, a subcategory of movies. We just didn't want to do like your top of this. So we called it a stack because that's what you're doing. You're stacking it. Um, we call it a stack, so it would just sound a little bit better but it's basically just ranking yeah mm-hmm. it's a ranking and system. uh and more more recently we've well also we had deep dive stuff so mm-hmm. like uh like steve martin episode mm-hmm. deep dive. i think those are my favorite episodes and i think those are also our more popular episodes yeah is when we deep dive into a particular subject mm-hmm. um like for instance probably one of the last stacks we did was or was it actually a goat was the snl era but really what yeah. we did was you just deep deep dove into mm-hmm. snl yeah. That was yeah. that was pretty cool, um, and then and then more recently, there we've done Mount Rushmore episodes, which are we we each bring our f- 
not necessarily our favorite. Yeah, it's our favorite movie. And then, and then uh, we uh, nominate it to be on the Cold Bow Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there can only be four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now we have Inception, Walter uh, Walter Mitty, um, Jaws, Jaws, mine, Mad Max, and Mad Max for Chris. Um, and so, and that that can be that. Once we have our Mount Rushmore, that doesn't mean we can't replace movies off of it. And so that that's what we'll be doing going forward, as far as Mount Rushmore goes. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so which Sc- is kind of fun, Scott. Tell me, tell us about more about yourself, like just kind of like an introduction for you personally. <clears throat> okay, yeah, let's talk about the man inside you. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you want to hear about him, but I'll tell you about me. <laughs> um, so, I'm Jake's little brother and Troy's little cousin. Um, yeah, grew up in Kearns. Uh, went to Kearns High School, which had a, uh, at the time, I don't know if it still does, but ha- had a pretty pretty good film class that chris jake and i all took yeah it was like a, a like a what was a class called news news production well, the, the, well, there was z news yeah and then there was um cinematography one and two yeah and like people would travel all over the valley salt lake valley just mm-hmm. to go to current for these classes yeah really yeah yeah the, our, our teacher uh mr Traceder, we just called him t yeah he he was really good we had like really good the nicest studio for film. Yeah, it was a huge studio. We, it, it was a studio that had was like five or six sets. Yeah. in it, different sets. And we kind of took it for granted. Wow. It was just, yeah. it was just that happened to be the school that we grew up with. Yeah, went to high school that. That is, and and, and like the, there's a like, Utah. No one expected it. Like Kearns. Yeah, there's the Utah High School Film Festival, which at the time, like like I said, I keep referring at the time, Kearns w- was consistently winning it. And T was like like producing he was like in charge of the high school film festival yeah and so he would never pick utah or kearns i guess he was uh, he was really hard on us yeah he was he was really hard on us but but he he was great and like, he had favorites <laughs> he, he yeah he he jake and i were definitely his favorites yeah i, I he passed me because i was a favorite of his <laughs> yeah um yeah. but he, he could just he just had an eye for talent like he knew if you were good on on like if you were an eloquent speaker, mm-hmm. if you weren't afraid of the camera, if you're coming up with good ideas. Or you, you just had a look that, that he th- thought was funny. Yeah. Because that's basically how I got in. J- Jake did a, Jake was a senior and I was a sophomore in high school and he did this one stupid like short film thing and I was in it. I was, and he, uh, T saw me and he's like, oh, he's funny. He was it that Land Down Under music video? No, it was, oh. it was some random one. I don't think anyone ever saw it, but I had this big blonde afro and he thought uh. it was funny. And so I went into it and <clears throat> took, took uh, cinematography two, mm-hmm. three years in a row in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I did too. Yeah, it was good. Was, but that's kind of where like the bug came, came did. up for uh-huh. us. Is, yeah. Is it, was, it was after that, like after that, I, I graduated high school. I also went on a Mormon <clears> mission <throat> And the whole time I was like, I'm going to go into either film or uh, graphic design. That was my, that was my uh, career goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got home and went to uh, UVU into the film program. Same. And Jake w- came into the same one, I think a semester after me. Um, and then I got into like a year into the film uh, part and kind of caught, caught the web development bug and started coding and, and changed my majors to that, to my major to that and kind of left Jake in the film, in the film degree. We, we graduated at the same time. I got a job as a web developer. That's what I've been doing ever since. 
He, like, um, left him for all of his art and walked towards a stack of cash, yeah. basically. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> but um, I've always... It, it, it's I've always felt kind of like... Not that I don't have a passion for for uh, coding and and programming and stuff, but I feel like I've, I feel like I've walked away from my passion a little bit, and this podcast has reintroduced it. So mm-hmm. that, that's what this. It's a very cathartic thing for me to have this podcast and be able to participate in some way in that kind of community, in that type of thinking. Um, I, my, the one thing that always drew me with the from in my. Um, film school stuff was writing uh, <clears throat> screenwriting and stuff I loved it I actually took screenwriting classes all throughout college um, even while I was in uh, the development courses the web development courses and so um, yeah I feel like I know I kind of know how uh, a uh, screenplay should be structured and and stuff I haven't I haven't had much recent practice so I'm sure I've lost most of that anyway anyway that's my story. Uh, and then I, obviously while I was in school, I met my wife. We got married. We, we've had three kids. And um, What's up, Trisha? Yeah. <laughs> um, she doesn't listen. It's okay. That's all right. Um, I will go next uh, as far as my introduction goes. Um, so I'm Troy. Uh, hi, I, Troy. Hi. Hi, Troy. This is my first time here. <laughs> um, I am addicted to crack cocaine. No. Um, wow. I... Uh, Again, uh, Scott and Jake's cousin, friends with Chris. Um, I didn't grow up in Utah. I actually grew up in Boise, Idaho. Um, but I remained close, pretty dang close as much as we could with, uh, Scott and Jake, especially in our teenage years. Uh, like you guys, I did the video production class in my high school, did the news there. It was actually just called morning announcements. The difference was that we didn't have much. We, my class basically pioneered that that program that it's those classes that, that and now it's now it's be, be, a lot a, different a state away we had very similar experiences uh-huh. in high school um and it's actually funny we mentioned the brunomics podcast uh two of those guys that were that are on that podcast jerry and paula they were actually we it was the three of us that were on that that, that basically like pushed that class forward they even created there was a video production one and a video production two class they created a video production three class for us for the three of us so mm-hmm. that we could continue to do the, the morning announcements and stuff because we liked it and we uh there was we we brought an element of fun that it wasn't just boring guys just saying oh this is this is the morning announcements yeah uh, yeah it, it like every time i you watch a the um, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. They have that oh, morning announcement. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, unlike you guys, our production studio was very, very, very basic. We basically mm-hmm. just had a corner of a room that we that we made into a, that we put a makeshift desk onto. And then on the other side of that corner, it was about the size of Chris's room here. The other side was a green screen where we did the, for, for all the listeners, Chris's room is about as big as Chris's as, as Troy's set in high school. <laughs> so just picture that <laughs> the picture. And you have a good idea of what we're talking about. Uh, I also went on a Mormon mission, um, to Ireland, which was <clears throat> awesome. Um, and then I came back and I actually was going to go to film school. I, had already been approved, uh, I say approved, accepted and approved and even had a scholarship for, um, 
Brooks Institute in California, in Ventura, California, that I actually turned down to to go on my mission. When I came back, it wasn't available. I was going to go to film school. I was going to try that that route, and then yeah, because your brother had gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my brother Steve, he also went to film school, and he. Uh, anyway, he's in it, and so it's fun talking to him about it. Is he a photographer now? Is that kind of like his job, or am I thinking of something else? You're probably thinking of some somebody else. Oh, okay. um, Stephen went to school for cinematography, but basically did all of all of film. And he he's right now up in uh, Rexbury, Idaho, at BYU, Idaho, and he basically is a I don't know ex- his exact title, but he helps run their film department. He does a lot of their broadcasting, all of it. He's, he's basically one it's of their funny how guys. like, like these film jobs, like you go to school for film school. And then when you graduate, you teach film school <laughs> and then it's yeah, like, kind of like English majors. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so like who, where are the, what jobs are you creating yeah, when you graduate right? from this? So it's, so my story is a little different than, than, uh, Jake's and Scott's where I decided not to go to film school. I actually was going to go to school for accounting, but I took some photography and film courses and stuff. So I'm not a complete idiot about it but you're uh, actually the most artistic out of all four of us uh, that's debatable and, and you actually have a job <laughs> in the industry essentially so that's kind of how that happened was <clears throat> i was taking jobs to put myself through school and one of these jobs the company needed some film help and i was like hey look at my resume i have this experience and so like well, let's see what you can do. And then they decided to move me to more full-time film. And I've been doing that basically ever since. So that was probably not too long before we actually started recording in the closet was cause that was the job that I was at doing film stuff for them where they mm-hmm. had that, that closet. Well, you, you, you were doing film kind of graphic design stuff for one company. You got me a job. I, I think Chris, a job there as well. It's in tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, do they exist anymore? Yes, but not to the same extent. What, a, what, a what, 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 what was the uh, Mickey Mouse ass company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh. Anyway, I won't get into that. But uh-huh. I made a lot of good relationships from there that yeah. got me other uh, working opportunities and jobs that I appreciate. So uh, I've been basically doing film and video production to put myself through school. And then when it got to the point where I was done with school, I was had already kind of been establishing myself career-wise in film. And now I work uh, in comedy and I freaking love it. It's amazing. Um, and so, and the people that I work with are great. Um, anyway, so then like you guys, you should, you should stop being around. modest. What, what do you do? So I work for a company called JK Studios. Uh, they are, if you are familiar, especially if you're in Utah, if you're familiar with Studio C, uh, Studio C was on BYU TV. They are the, the original 10 cast of Studio C left, uh, BYU TV and started their own company, JK Studios. And then they essentially recruited me. I say recruit because they interviewed me, but I didn't know I was being interviewed. Right. It's kind of a funny story. I thought I was kind of talking them to do, talking to them about doing, um, freelance work. And then they actually ended up offering me a job. So they kind of recruited me to do, to be their post-production supervisor. So what that means in film, you have, you have three major categories of film. You have pre-production, production, post-production. Pre-production is your writing scripts, your casting, your, uh, doing all of the everything that you have to get done before the camera turns on. And then once the camera turns on, that's basically production, right? You're, you have, um, you're, you're recording, you're filming all of that. And then once the camera turns off, you're then, you then move into post-production. And so my job is once the camera stops recording, 
I take what they have and I am responsible for putting everything that they have and making sure that it's on what you see on right now. Their, their main delivery method is YouTube, but it may change. Who knows? But their final delivery method I'm responsible for getting it to that point. Now, when I say I'm responsible, it doesn't mean I do everything. That just means I'm responsible for saying, hey, I need you to edit. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. We send it to someone who does color. We send it to someone who does sound. And we basically get it to where we all feel like it's a good place. Um, I do a lot of graphical work for them. I do a lot of editing for them. I do a lot of things. They're super funny. Like yeah. you should, you should check him out. JK studios. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, for those of you in Utah who knows studio C, for those of you out of Utah, if you've heard of the Scott Sterling, mm-hmm. he, that's probably their most popular video. Oh, the, the soccer ball to the face. Yeah. yeah and the volleyball to and the face. And that's been ripped off and duplicated. Oh like, yeah. So many times. It's yeah. so funny. Jason mentioned this. And when he was on SNL or on our, on our episode for SNL, he, they actually had a company, I think, or not a company, a. uh, uh football club from Argentina call them. I was like, is this guy okay? <laughs> so they thought it was real. Um, it was done very well. Uh, with, uh, with that, um, I, I'll, I won't be modest towards them because they have earned a lot of their, their, uh, recommendation, their, their, um, credentials. They have been on Conan. Um, in fact, it's funny. They were surprised they were in LA recording or filming something. They were in a restaurant and Conan uh, Conan O'Brien came up to them because his kids recognized them. Oh, really? Yeah. And we're like, and he's like, he was shocked. Cause he's like, this is, uh, my kids are used to celebrities. They don't ever get excited about seeing celebrities, but they got excited about seeing you. So I have to, I have to meet you guys. So then Dang. that led to them being on Conan. Can you imagine um, sitting down and Conan walking up to you? He's right? like nine feet tall. Wants, wants You're a like, picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Up like at a tree. Yeah. So, so some of these guys, guys got a picture with Conan. They were on the Conan O'Brien show on TBS. <clears throat> um, and then, uh, and then they even, uh, had, uh, they, sorry, I'm saying us and ums a lot. Um, which is my thing I want to try to stop doing, but they recorded a episode of SNL on in New York and they had Kenan Thompson on it. Wait, they record, they were on SNL? Or sorry, SNL, sorry. They recorded in, in New York, C. sorry. They recorded Studio C what? in New and York like and they their, had Kenan Thompson from SNL or something like it was a it was a big <clears throat> benchmark episode for them. It was the season opener of for their last season, but right. they hadn't really announced yet that they were okay. leaving or they maybe had I don't I don't know the 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 dates the the mm-hmm. timeline. Anyway, so then they had Keenan Thompson. So they developed a good relationship with Keenan Thompson, Jason, and some of them have some funny stories about going and watching a live SNL showing because they became friends with Keenan Thompson mm-hmm. anyway. And then they were re- most recently on as part of JK studios on the show, bring the funny and Keenan was a host on. Uh huh. Okay. And they, they didn't make it to the final, the finale. They lost, it, it got to the point where they needed uh, votes and they lost to a, a group that was actually more popular called Valley Folk who actually ended up winning the whole thing. So it's, it's, you know, anyway, no, no shame in losing, to no them. shame in losing to them. And it's funny because they developed some relationships. So like Lee <clears throat> Newton, who is on Valley Folk is playing a character named Camilla Calhoun in loving life season two. So they've developed these relationships where they're like, Hey, come work with us or let's cross pollination. You know, yeah, absolutely. And so, so they, it wasn't a rivalry. It was like uh, for them to do uh, networking. Yeah, they, not, they, not at all. They they were just glad. I'm, to sure, be I'm there. sure when you're on one of those shows and you're kind of a, not a nobody, but you you haven't really yeah like gotten to that point. Yeah, it's more about marketing than it is about winning. Yeah. yeah. So I work with those guys, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I know each all ten of them in a, in a different capacity of working with them and getting to know them, and they're all they're all great people. They're really humble. Um, they're really, but they really have a 
commitment to quality that I that I appreciate. And with how much they're on TV too, like I bump into those guys constantly. Yeah, they're they're all over. Like we live, I live in Orem. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place here. I bump into them everywhere I go. <clears throat> it's funny they uh, they recently moved to a certain area of Provo. Uh, where they, uh, they're all in a cold, uh, cul-de-sac, cold, cul-de-sac, a cult. but, but everybody in their church calls it the cul-de-sac because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the 10, not the 10, but like eight of the 10 of them are all in this one, they all like live together. One area. They live like within throwing distance. Man, that's crazy. They must like really like each other. They, I don't know they, how, better, they how call each other each best other friends. That much. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That, that it, and it is like, like you said in Utah, they're, they're kind of celebrity they're pseudo celebrities mm-hmm. celebrities in utah because like um jason one of the members of, of uh, jk studios he he was on an episode with us mm-hmm. the snl episode mm-hmm. i remember my little sister who's like 12 years younger than me she was freaking out about it like jason is on your show you bet <laughs> him was he like it, it, so yeah it's it's cool they they're all they're all great and um you know, you say they're celebrities, they're mainly celebrities within Utah, but mm-hmm. Jeremy was telling me that somebody recognized him at the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Really? So, I mean, like... He's got such a unique look, though. And, like he's, right? He's, 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 he stands out, but then he hates it when people come up and talk to him. He doesn't hate it. I, I give him, like, a head... I bump into him the most, yeah. and I give him a head nod every time I see him, and, and, like, that's it. And I would say they probably appreciate that the most, because yeah. just like anything else, when you're with your family, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, Joe Ingalls uh, told a story once about, like, how he was bumped into by a guy who was just like, hey, I'm gonna take your picture, and he's like, all right, I will, but I'm with your family. He's like, well, F off. And he's like, dude, you wanted a picture with me? Like, anyway, um, I would say because of Scott Sterling... Um, Matt is probably maybe one of the most Matt and Mallory probably one of the most recognizable is, is Mallory the one with the curly hair mm-hmm. yeah I would yeah. say she's the most recognizable anyway we, we don't have to talk about JK Studios anymore that's that's a big part of what I'm doing right now but we've been doing Cold Bow Podcast long before I started working mm-hmm. with those guys but that's what I'm doing right now it's a lot of fun they're kind of riding our coattails <laughs> seriously <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I like how Troy made this like a tough act to follow because I was like yeah I didn't go to film school and I uh so uh, my name's Chris. <laughs> I am the most important member of our podcast because we're at our house right now. My That's house. True. <laughs> um, and also, um, uh, Kylie, your wife has pushed us along quite a bit. Yeah, but you can is. get into. This. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Can I just? I would be remiss without mentioning Mara as well. Um, I, yeah, Mara has been a huge Who's support. She? She, Mara is my wife. Oh, okay. Um, I would be. Uh, yeah, she's been a huge support for me and us and everything so i would be remiss no, like our, all of our all three of us here our wives are allowing us to do uh, this yeah. um anyway she yeah she likes listening and she laughs we were listening to the the award show part one and we were just cracking up just it mm-hmm. was it was fun anyway so thank you mara i love you um anyway um yeah so my name is chris chris daly um i have to say i met jake jake gifford first in high school and i knew scott was a little brother and the way I heard of Scott was because he got grounded for casting a killing curse at his sister. <laughs> <With a stick. laughs> and I heard that story and then I met him and I was like, it's you. Yeah, um, th- th- that was actually something I wanted to mention. Sorry, just to interject real quick. Is that, yeah, keep, that J- keep cutting me off. Guys. That cool. J- Jake and I came from a very, very movie loving family. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't like at all. Like my, my dad was like, you've seen that movie already. Why are you watching it again? You know, it's <laughs> like, um, but I, I've always had a passion for movies and and video games, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, TV as well, but like not not as much as the other two. 
Um, but it's it's always something that like it's like oh it's a waste of time. And I was like I know it is, but so was your hobby. Mm-hmm. Like that was always my my counter argument. Mm-hmm. But um, whenever anybody growing up like what's the name of that one actor? Let's ask Chris. And I was like oh it's it's Tom Cruise. You know, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. You remember quotes to movies, obscure yeah. quotes, yeah, better than anybody else I know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, and it's like what I choose because I don't, I don't have like a fantastic memory, but it's like what I choose to be passionate about. It, like, if you could make money off of that, <laughs> off of off of that, uh, what's it called, uh, skill? Yeah, you, you would be, you'd be a millionaire. Uh, speaking of, you can go to patreoncom slash podcast. <laughs> If you uh, if you want to uh, reward me for my skill, <laughs> for all the times you guys have called me in the past to remember the name of that one actor, this is time to pony up now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, so uh, I don't know if I was if I grew up in a household of anything that was passion. It was my mom was obsessed with music. Um, funny enough, like listening to Elton John, uh, really really loud on Saturday or Queen or. The Beatles. My mom's obsessed with the Beatles, um, but music uh, was kind of a kind of like my gateway into like media. And then I was like, oh, um, Britney Spears is with this record label, and so is In Sync. He's like, oh, Lincoln Park signed with this record label, and then that kind of got me. You are dating yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lincoln Park. Uh, that kind of got Britney me Spears, interested in like behind the scenes stuff, you know, like production companies like uh producers uh writers and stuff um so when i when i was in high school and i went to the same class with with jake and scott uh just keeping in mind that i that not only did i know about like the production side like the business side so i've always been comfortable with a mic in my hand but also like a camera in my face like i remember once in uh the junior high class there are what was sociology teacher like the study of psychology was holding a camera and he's going around with people's faces and showing them on screen and uh he'd zoom in on their like their imperfections like their zits or something and that's creepy there was a camera in, in front junior of everyone high? yeah in junior high but it was like a what a dick <laughs> it was like an experiment to, to show why, pe- why people are uncomfortable oh sure and he put it on me and i was just sitting there smiling you know and he'd zoom in and zoom in and it was like i i didn't care like i loved it chris daly smiling slightly <laughs> i guess i'm like an attention seeker you know like i've always i've always kind of been that way um so and, and growing up like in the environment like we were, we we're taught young to be public speakers like you know like we're taught young to like network and be involved in your community so i've always been very comfortable with that stuff and i i've had a form of tourette's ever since i was in second grade so i have like head ticks and i have vocal ticks so people are always like oh wow that's really brave of you to like be on tv or be on screen record yourself and i was like i'm just kind of used to it <laughs> you know what i mean uh, it's not not everybody else is so if you ever hear that that's uh that's my cross to bear but so sorry if it's annoying but just imagine how annoying it is for me you know um i know i completely agree with you i think that yeah. like if anybody is legitimately irritated when they hear a <clears throat> you know whatever you yeah. whatever sound you make when you have the vocal tics mm-hmm. like get over it well i'm sorry but my point is is like usually somebody with tourette's doesn't want to be on camera oh sure you know but i kind of love it like i don't know like it's uh it's always something in the back of my mind but i'm like yeah i'll, I'll film me you know, I love that stuff. Um, so with that, that passion and like me always knowing the stuff, I gradually, I, like I gradually grew closer to Jake because we had a really strong passion for the same thing. Um, 
And like, I, I'd quote something obscure and Jake would be like, I know what that's from. And I was like, there's no way. Like I just quoted private eyes from 1981 with Don Knotts. Like how the hell do you know that movie? <laughs> He's like, Oh, I love that movie growing up. Um, so, so that's what we could bond over the, the same passions. And eventually I met, uh, Jake's cousin, Troy, and it's actually funny cause like we got along like really well. Uh, at first we didn't because I hated Halo or something. And <laughs> can, can I interject? Troy's, Troy's wife loves Halo. We both love Halo. Yeah. So Mar and I bonded over Halo yeah. when we were dating. Um, it, yeah, it was like personal insult to say I don't like Halo. No, it was that you, it was that you said that you didn't like Halo for one particular reason, but you liked Call of Duty and for the same exact reason that you didn't like Halo. <laughs> well, and yeah, and this is actually like, it's like, it sounds stupid, but it's, uh, it's kind of something we talk about in our in our podcast a lot is I just felt like Call of Duty did what Halo did, but better. You know, like it, it just they executed. Better. It landed. Better. We, we yeah. might we might give you uh, we might give you for it now. But at the, but like when we talk about like how you were, how you yeah. trash on things that are popular at the time, Halo was much more popular than Call of Duty. Yeah. It was. Um, and so and so it was almost like you didn't like Halo because it was more popular than Call of Duty and Call of Duty in your mind was doing something better. Yeah. But now Call of Duty is much more popular than Halo. Yeah. So I was right. So, so it is funny. <laughs> the, the context of it compared to now is very different. And I feel like that's like the story of my life because the new Star Wars came out and I hated it like in 2014 or whatever, 2015. Mm -hmm. So I, I am consistent with my things. <laughs> and then I always feel justified. I'm like, Oh, look, the world finally caught up. Like you're, you're now everyone hates Star consistent. Wars. Um, anyway, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm breaking off on tangents now, but, uh, Troy and I, um, bonded over like video games and we used to play like left for dead and we'd meet up and play like a uh, dance dance whatever it's called on his on his dance central when i got the connection yeah um and then i remember once jake was like hey man what are you doing and i'm like oh i'm over at troy's house and he's like why are you at my cousin's house <laughs> and like i i kind of get that you know like yeah. if i introduce two people and all of a sudden they're hanging out without me I'm like bro wtf Wait, what <laughs> why, are you doing why didn't you call me <laughs> why didn't you call me um but yeah, that's that's it's funny how like the you have like a group of friends over here and you have a group of friends over here, yeah, and then they are hanging out like without you and you're like, what? That's weird. Um, you automatically assume they're talking about all your flaws, <laughs> <laughs> which they probably were. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how like Troy and I started hanging out, and then so Scott and I used to do like video together. We're not that much in high school, and then I remember he he came home from his mission. And everyone's like, oh, cool, Scott's here. And I was like, I'm going to give him a big hug. And we've, like, never spoke. <laughs> and I ran up to Scott. I gave him a huge hug. And he's like, whoa. And I was like, I wish we knew each other better. This is a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of saved the moment. That yeah, quote. That, that, that was my plan the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I came home in 2009 for my yeah. mission. And you guys had, like, had, like, a year of doing your mm -hmm. your thing together. You, you Jake, and... And there's there's other people, but they're not here right now. So yeah, you three were anyway, and so I kind of kind of gotten in the mix of that, but not really. Yeah, it, it took a while too. In fact, I was talking to Jake about this recently, but I was like, why doesn't Scott come around more? And he was like, he's like, oh, he had his own friends. This wasn't recently. This was like years ago. But yeah, yeah, like, 10 like years ago before the podcast, I guess. But he was telling me he was like, uh, yeah, like he had his friends, and then they all just got married and kind of moved on. He's like, but for some reason. 
like we are still together and i was like well let's hang out with scott mm-hmm. and then he was like i don't know he like i don't know if he'd be comfortable he'd feel like it was like a what's the word like like a handout like pity, yeah. a, Third pity type thing. a pity date or something oh sure um yeah but like i don't know like eventually you came around and i was like cool let's like i don't know we're, we're not like intimidating maybe we are i don't know a little bit yeah but it's it's just because like we're we're passionate and we're fiery and we mm-hmm. talk a lot like reese's reese was the same way you know like mm-hmm. he he fit in really well um just sit down and immediately start talking about things that we all know. Yeah. And then it's hard to get a word in sometimes. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. thing, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I've, uh, I've heard from people who listen is, uh, is that we have a, a pretty good rapport with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the reason is that is I've known Chris for about 10 years. Uh, Chris and Jake have known each other for even longer. Obviously me and Jake and Scott are all related. Um, and so we all have like, uh, a group relationship, but we all have individual relationships with each other. And I think that kind of creates a good rapport mm-hmm. that, uh, um, yeah. Um, it's, it's funny too. Cause like, so we started a D and D campaign recently and I was like thinking in my head of like who I want there. Like I want people that are going to commit, but I don't want a huge group. And I like kind of handpick the people that will be like, okay, so we're going to commit. I know that you guys really want to play. I know they have a passion and a love for it. And then by the time I sat down and looked, I was like, oh, I'm hosting a game for the Mendenhall family. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> it's true. No, you got you got me, Mara, Jake, Scott, and J-Mo. Uh-huh. We're all related. Yeah. We're all <laughs> like, cousins. Does it feel like you guys are hanging out with your family or does it feel like no, friends? No, honestly, it's, not really. It's, yeah. It is honestly different. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, it, it is kind of funny. It kind of shows because the Mendenhall family like there's tons of there's like eight brothers and sisters that were mm-hmm. all that make up the the um anyway th- they're all kind of into movies mm-hmm. right it, yeah. it, it's pretty common in our family to be really into movies and so yeah. it, it makes sense that like jmo was was so <clears throat> eager to to join a D group because he really likes stories he really likes movies yeah he's been one of my favorite guests too like he was on for uh our D episode where and, we just talked about it and, and game, game of thrones, thrones. yeah yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, I like, I like Jamal. Yeah. Jamal's great. Um, and, and it's funny because like, because of this podcast and because of, of us hanging out and getting together, even non-podcast related, I obviously, uh, Scott and Jake are my family, but I actually consider them more like my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, like the tier. <laughs> best friend is a tier. My best friend is a tier. And I, and I put you guys up there. No, I, um, when we're all together hanging out, like I see you guys more as my friends than my family. When we go to family functions, like, Oh, those are my cousins. Um, but it's, it's just, it's a different dynamic. It's different fun. It's different. It's interesting to have this kind of rapport, this kind of connection with my family that is more along the lines of a best friend type mm-hmm. connection. It's, I agree. It's interesting. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I, I realize I, cause I do remember when I said my biggest weakness, like it, I get distracted and I go mm-hmm. and I follow that trail. So I forgot to like finish my introduction. <laughs> so I didn't go on a Mormon mission like you guys did. My parents moved to, to Brownsville, Texas when I was in high school, uh, when I was a senior. And I so I moved out at the age of 17 and I was like living with my grandpa and then I bummed around with friends. Um, I was actually homeless for a week because it, it, nobody would let me stay with them. Um, but I moved out during like the recession. So like if I, if I was a minute late for a job, I'd lose my job, right? So it was, uh, it was hard. And, 
around that time too is when I would I was developing relationships with people um, where where it was like you had to be picky and choosy like who do you want to devote time and energy to like I had a lot of shady friends but I also had friends that were like kind of backstabby and um, I had to move to Texas a few times and save up money to come back here because I, I loved it here you know this is where like my roots were here being Utah in Utah but this is where my roots were but also like where I guess like uh, like a passion of mine had grown um, with with the people around me, you know. Um, so I don't know if that makes much sense, but that's why like I, I didn't go to school until really late because all of the money I, I make was going towards my apartment or my car. Um, so like I yeah, I wasn't able to, to go to film school, but I was around you guys while you were there. And through osmosis, I was, you could come back and tell me and I'd absorb everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I know I've said this a few times to Troy and he tells me to shut up, but I was like, I feel like I have imposter syndrome with you guys here. Cause you guys were all like taught in school. Like you paid your, you paid your money, you paid your dues. And then I just like listened, <laughs> listened to you guys at your guys' stories afterwards. Um, uh, but so I've said to Jake a few times, I was like, yeah, there's like, the three film guys and then there's me and he's like and i was like so i'm like the regular guy he's like no you're not you are not the regular guy you're not the the guy that uh you're you're not like the straight man in our group or whatever and i was like well well thank you you know like that's that's nice to hear um but i i guess it's just like like you guys were taught these things through school and then i get to to learn it as well so i also have that knowledge um, I don't know. So it, it's just interesting to. I feel like we need uh, to play some Nujibes right now. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is a throwback to our Nujibes episode. Go listen to that. It's a good one. Yeah, we bonded then. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting how how this all happened. Like if you if I had to like go back and retell the story because it, it was really natural. Like we all had the same passion, so we all just grouped together. Like mm-hmm. we all. Yeah, nothing about this whole experience seemed forced. Mm-hmm. Well, and other than Reese forcing himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to. I want to touch on that though about like about you know a lot of people will get a pod, start a podcast or start something like this so that they can try to get listeners and they have their high their head in the clouds, their high in the sky, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. I remember when we talked about it, we were like. We told each other we're not going to get a lot, of, a lot of listeners. We're going to get maybe a couple, a couple of family members who might listen just out of pity, mm-hmm. right? So we had this mentality that we were just going to do it for fun because we wanted to hang out, we wanted to get together, we want to talk about the stuff that we love talking about, and we're just going to record the mic. We're, we're just going to turn the microphones on, um, and so it kind of helped us kind of create this. This, these expectations that were really low about what we wanted to do with our podcast. And really what it came down to is ultimately the number one rule, at least in my mind that I've expressed to all the rest of you guys, is that we need to do this for us. And this isn't like a diss at, or dig at our audience, um, but we do this for us. And then we, we put it out there. And if you enjoy listening to us, then great. If not, then that's great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do this for us and we do this so that, you know, for all the reasons that we just talked about, for connecting with each other, for talking, for talking about the things that we love, for being able to spew our random, sometimes useless film knowledge um, and quotes. Like we get to do that with each other and we get to, we get to play to the mics a little bit and even talk to our audience. Yeah. yeah Cause like we said, we, we've been having these conversations in our basement split. 
late into the night, mm-hmm. and that was what spurred like we should make a podcast about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, but, but it is different because we are, like you said, we are playing to the mic. Yeah, but we also we, we also know we're not we're not idiots. We know that the sa- the podcast market is saturated. Mm-hmm. We know that a lot of people listen to podcasts, and to be able to be seen and or not seen but heard, and or even seen if you're whatever, but to be able to be seen in the sense that people see who you are is hard. So that's why after two seasons, we had 10,000 downloads that we mentioned last time was a pretty big deal for me because I never, I didn't think that would happen in 10 years Mm -hmm. because we, we didn't, we didn't start this to get downloads. We didn't start this to try to get a big audience base. We started it so that we could get together and do stuff that we love. Yeah. Yeah. And and we put together uh, Patreon Mm -hmm. and, uh, and merch stuff just because because the podcast industry is so saturated, the, mm-hmm. those tools are so easy now. Yeah. It's seriously a couple of button clicks and we're like, we might as well just do it and then start talking about it. It's but also I, like this hobby is expensive, like buying yeah. our stuff and like time is a currency. Yeah. yeah, we, we, yeah. Talk, we talk about like the, the different checkpoints or, or mm-hmm. growth points we've had. The, one of the, probably the biggest one was we bought a, a mixing board and four mics. Um, five mics. Five mics. Um, before that, we were all using our own separate mics, and like it was hell to to try and edit those together because they were all at different like playback speeds. It, it, we had to it was wind tough. them up. It was, mm-hmm. it was our early episodes were rough, and some of you look if you go back to it, you can hear some of those artifacts of mm-hmm. weird audio yeah. stuff. Um, but since we have we, since once we got this, it's just it's been so much easier. Mm-hmm. First of all, to get an episode out, and I feel like it it's made us all feel a little more official and I think it might come across more in our, in our interactions on the, on air. But ultimately like when I, when I was, what I was saying earlier about like how we do this for us, I think that creates this level of, of our podcast that our audience might actually enjoy listening to is they, mm-hmm. they're, they're listening to us talk to each other. They're like, you know, does, does that make sense at all? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's more genuine, genuine. Like, yeah. Like it's more natural. Yeah. It's, it's flowing. It's not as like, I hate the person I'm doing this with. I'm just doing it because <laughs> I got hired to be a host. At a, at right. A, yeah. So. Like, like, uh, there's been a few times where we were like, like we play to the mic, especially in our intros. We have to like fake excitement. <laughs> you know, hey, it's yeah. eight in the morning. Um, I'm tired. Yeah, I know. No. But like it, it comes across better because like we, we've tried doing the whole no topic, no anything, you know, mm-hmm. and then we, we play back and listen and like this is all over the place. Yeah. So we had to like we have to structure a conversation, but then we, we just have bullet points, you know, like we, mm-hmm. we don't have a script and then. Like we don't, we don't have a script today for sure. Yeah, so the word I want to is probably the, the, yeah. the most all over the place one we've had. But the word I want to use though is genuine. Like what you're getting, what we try to produce is just genuine us. Like yeah. each episode. And, and I don't want to um, compare ourselves to anyone else or, or even um, talk too much about this just because it's kind of a cliche almost, but it, it kind of reminds me of Joe Rogan's podcast where I've heard a lot of people talk about people that are on it frequently, how he doesn't care he just has people on that he is genuinely interested in mm-hmm. he doesn't have anybody on for any monetary reasons any and and, and he's the most successful podcast he's, ever he's good at making a podcast feel like this conversation could have happened without the mics on exactly you know what i mean because because he's genuinely interested in who he mm-hmm. has on like burt kreischer is a comedian that he has on often and he was talking about on another podcast about how he has comedian friends that say, man, you got to get me on Joe Rogan. Can you get me on? And he says, it's super awkward. And it's like the friend of a friend type thing. But he's like, like, dude, it's way more natural than that. Just if he likes you, he'll have you on. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. And I think that's, that's uh, kind of the ethos I, I like about ours is that we do this because we like it. It's not because 
we're trying to make money, make money or project ourselves out into the ether. It's because we like it. We're actually kind of like not, I mean, as much as I said, I like the spotlight. I don't want to be on social media. We're like, I'm not an, <laughs> I'm not an influencer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that's we, kind we, of makes we really suck at, it, yeah. at social media. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we're not dumb. We can admit our faults here. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's shift then. Let's each give our favorite cold bow episodes. So, so if you like, this was all in a reintroduction, we're starting season three. We have a lot of new listeners. Like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we wanted to just kind of let you know who we are, where we came from, why we do what we do. Uh, let's talk about our favorite as we're wrapping up this episode our favorite cold bow episodes so chris what's your what would you say oh, man. if you were to if you were to introduce the po- the podcast to somebody mm. brand new what episode would you send them to uh or what's your favorite to listen to if you were to go back and listen just that's a, i don't know that's an interesting question because mm-hmm. we've, we've had a lot but uh I feel kind of like self-serving, but the ones that come to mind are always ones that were like my ideas. <laughs> like I really liked our Nujibes episode mm-hmm. just because uh, I, at the time of recording, and this is really candid, but I was like down in the dumps. Um, and I was like, it wasn't, we weren't that far into our career as podcasters. It was like maybe 20 or something. Yeah. yeah it was, but I it was, was like sick. not feeling it. And I remember we went to Scott's house. We were going to have a barbecue that day. Um, and I made you guys listen to like a, an artist that was like kind of personal to me and I don't know why, like I just, instead of sharing, I just like held on to this, like this is mine. Um, but then I was, I don't know, I kind of blindsided you guys with like appreciation for you and like, um, yeah, that, that one was, that one's interesting for me just where, where my headspace was at and I go back and listen and I was just like, I was kind of opening myself up, um, then we, we put it on air and that's like, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was kind of a, a, ended up being kind of a personal conversation, but it was mm-hmm. one of those moments that we, it was, we were recording. Well, and then like two years later, we're still together. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, even, even Reese who isn't, isn't on the podcast anymore. He yeah. still interacts with us a lot and we're, we're still, we still remain good mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not recording with us, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, but he's still friends with us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you don't just, that doesn't just go away. Uh, one of our more more recent one that I like is our Doki Toki Literature Club episode. <laughs> that was a good Gosh. one. Um, was unfortunately. Just just because like, and I, I guess it was real, next week will be, I'll be bringing this up again. But I kind of just thought like, hey, I enjoyed this. And I also like getting people to do something out of their wheelhouse, you know, just to kind of like mm-hmm. uh, what fish. What's the fish out of water? You get more raw, real yeah, reactions. Yeah, yeah. Just like this, like this is this is unusual. And like those episodes of mine don't get a lot of downloads. But for me personally, I like it because it's like seeing you Doki, guys Doki, I was looking at the numbers. It's it's probably like in 10 or 15. Oh, the, really? Oh, wow. Downloads. But like, but that's that's um, yeah. That's kind of the point. We do it for us, not for yeah. the downloads. We but, like the downloads. But then but I was like, hey, guys, do this. And then the reaction I got was like so harsh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't think of I, that. I was very it was visceral. Angry. Yeah. But <laughs> having to play that game. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to like overstep, but I think everyone ended up liking it just because of how unique. Yeah. If not like, yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that one, I, I, like I put a lot of work into that one because I was like, not only did I play it again, but I had a lot of knowledge, but I also had to like get everyone else to play it. Yeah. And I don't know that I think it all came across really well when we recorded because we, 
whenever we do something like that, we, we don't talk about it until we turn the mics on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And it's a risk for sure. Yeah. 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 Especially on your part. Uh-huh. Chris. Yeah. Cause I was, I was waiting for backlash and everyone was like, Oh my gosh. Like Jake played it like four times, He's like, <laughs> but I hated it. And I was like, but did you, you played it four times. All right. Uh, Scott, what's yours? So mine, I have a couple written down, but, um, and I don't want to, um, pump Chris up too much, but, um, I also want to make a distinction. Like, because we do a lot of homework for this podcast. There's a lot of movie watching, video game playing, which I know is just terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> It's so hard. Um, when you're forced to play Doki Doki Literature. <laughs> or, or when you want to watch something specific, but you don't have time, so you have yes. to watch something else. Yeah. It's right. actually kind of annoying. Yep. It is. Yep. Um, I'd hate to be a movie critic. <laughs> um, but, but the one that I think uh, really shows... That what you're talking about, Chris, how we're uh, we're able to bond over things that we don't necessarily have a passion for. It's the pro wrestling episode where that one was surprising. How um, much I, I like that because I had to separate. Like there, there's some that I really like the the um, the homework for, like Miyazaki. I love the homework for that, but the episode might not have been as as uh, poignant or good as I think pro wrestling. I thought that was really good because we were able to abstract and separate the cheesiness of the pro wrestling with like the storytelling that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought it was really good dissection of what pro wrestling is. Yeah. I I put a lot of work into that one too. I wrote you guys like an article basically. Yeah. That was good. You wrote a huge, like, I thought that that, that was one of our better episodes. Yeah. Cause I had to like, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you guys exactly what to do, but I was like, I need them to be in my headspace. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to write it out. Which I do sometimes. Like I, I just get this itch and I just write something. Yeah. So I was like, I have to write this out exactly where I was at, so I can kind of paint a picture for you guys. Yeah, and you can and you I can go to uh, coldbow.com and uh, find the pro wrestling episode, and that you it has a link to to the article that Chris wrote. Mm-hmm. I think even if if you go to our podcast description <clears throat> for that episode, there should be a link there too. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Is that is that the only one you want mm-hmm. to mention? Okay. So well, that and Miyazaki. Yeah. Okay. So in my case, it's funny how we all look at this a little differently because I look at the episodes, I look at the topics that I bring to the table. And then I also look at the topics, the, the topics that have the most downloads, our most popular episode by far right now is Steve, the Steve Martin, which is kind of surprising, but it's it's also not triples the other download. (laughs) It's not that surprising at at the same time because Steve Martin's a popular guy. But It it didn't feel like a special episode when we were doing it. No, it didn't. It didn't. But it was, I remember thinking it was a well done episode and, Mm -hmm. and you know, we got real and the homework was so good for that it was i'd never seen dirty rotten scoundrels and now it's like one of my favorite comedies i i hadn't seen i i I loved father of the bride yeah reintroduced to planes trains and automobiles Mm -hmm. (laughs) love that movie so much so so for me the way i look at it is i look at uh not only just topics that i introduce but uh, also the uh the level of post-production work that goes into it oh yeah um yeah because troy by the way does all the post-production for us as well (laughs) but not without you guys' help like i will say to chris hey what do you think should we should do in this episode and you'll send me links Mm -hmm. and stuff of things and and we were we were we've always been very cautious about what kind of extra things music audio clips whatever we put into our episodes which is why sometimes like in this episode you'll probably just hear us talking the whole time and that's because we don't want to step on any copyright infringement laws and we want to be able to make sure that our that our episodes uh are 
okay to post. However, there is a, oh crap, I can't remember what it's called. You guys might remember. There is a copyright, uh, it, it's, it's basically like a- Fair use. Fair use. Yeah, that's right. If you are, um, if you are reviewing or talking about like a particular- yeah, critiquing. Critiquing a particular, particular thing, then you can play- you can legally play clips from that thing. So that's how reaction videos get get away. Exactly, exactly. Or like uh, fair use. Jeremy Johns on YouTube, how mm-hmm. he can review without their permission, pay them any royalties. So the first time we actually tried this was actually one of my favorite episodes. Was the um, the comedians episode because we actually played oh, clips yeah, from those comedians, yeah. and I loved that we could actually play the clips because we. It's one thing to hear us laugh about it, but then when you hear Eddie Murphy uh, talking about ice cream, it's yeah. it's hilarious. It's this true. is the only episode I've missed too that's true true. we put our dog down forgot you weren't there yeah that's right it was your dog joe right yeah um and then to that note as well the the episode that i point a lot of people to is our original film scores episode which that's a little more self-service to me that was my topic that i brought in and then but i felt like our conversation was good um and then there's there's a lot of both like it was, it was a good conversation, but then it was also like, why the hell is Chris putting Tron Legacy up as the greatest film score of all time, right? Didn't that win? No, everyone won but Superman. That's right. Uh, yeah, I voted for Tron. Yeah, I remember now. Anyway, um, but what I really, <laughs> move on, move on. <laughs> what I really like about that uh, that episode as well is that if I wanted to put Star Wars up on that one, that you know what I mean, that might have won. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to because I wanted... Anyway, that, we, we get to do what we want on this show. That's that's the point. But the pop, that episode also had a lot of post-production work into it where we included a lot of the music and I was really nervous about it because it's like that film scores you want to be really careful about. But, you know, when we got to play E.T., when we got to play uh, Star Wars, Superman, uh, Inception, Back to the Future, Tron, Lord of the Rings, um, Jake's... Uh, Oh, um, I can't think Last of Mohicans. Last Mohicans. Anyway, we got to play a lot of those. And so that's where I'm, I like to point people to that one so that they can get an, a good idea of, of what we're talking about, but also get to have that aspect of like, we're listening to, to what we're talking about there, like that kind of involvement. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, the one that, uh, I also really like is the aliens episode cause that one had a lot of homework, but I think that was a good, I, know, was a good I think that was one of our first ones where we had a lot of movies to watch and, and in we, like we had an idea time. and then we're like oh this is gonna yeah. take forever we, we had we realized right then and there we we're like okay we need to be a I, and i wasn't able to watch homework. all of them yeah um, we, we broke was, up harry potter into two parts which yeah. we should have been doing the whole time yeah because before yeah. that we had fast and the furious with, right. with jenny that was like a two and a half hour episode yeah yeah anyway um yeah, that, those are those are the episodes that I that I enjoy going back to and listening to and thinking about and stuff and thinking about the post production work that goes into it. Even the Doki Doki Liter- Literature Club, mm-hmm. I pulled all that music and I put that music in there because fair use. We are talking about the game. We're going to use the music, and I think the the creator even said like use my stuff. Yeah, like use that it. game is free. If so, if you if you heard us talking about it, anyone yeah. want to play it? That game is free. Be I, warned. I gave them ten dollars because I like. Yeah legitimately loved what I, my experience. Um, so I, I paid them, but he's like, everything's free. So there you go. So, yeah, um, that's, that's us. That's, that's us. us. That's the cold. It ended up being longer than I thought it would be. I know. Me too. I thought it was going to be a 45 minute episode. We're sitting at about an hour and a half. Holy <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> we can talk about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. We're um, pretty- 
Yeah. Yeah. On that note, uh, check out uh, check out our, our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash coldwell podcast. But if you want an easy easy link, you can go to our Instagram and then in our description on Instagram we have a little tiny URL link that uh, will send you that you can go to our Patreon, you can go get our merch, you can go to uh, anywhere that you want to listen to our podcasts. Um, and also um Am I missing anything? Uh, I mean, our, there's our social media. There's yeah. our Patreon. There's our... We have merch now. Support us. Um, again, this doesn't go into our, our pockets, but it does go towards our hobby. And our yeah. hobby, uh, if you enjoy if you enjoy what we're putting out, then you can support us. And uh, we have goals and aspirations. And we have... Uh, especially for this season, we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline that we're hoping we can get come to fruition. You know? Um mm-hmm. So yeah, like let's we have we have a lot of good ideas. We have aspirations that we could improve on. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to support us and help us reach our goals, that'd be awesome. And we don't have any uh, anybody to call out as far as uh, people who have left reviews for us. So please uh, get on, uh, leave us a review. We will we will shout you out on on air, and we'll you know we'll talk about it. Even if it's a bad review, like <laughs> don't leave a bad review, please. We want to have good reviews. But if you have feedback for us, that reminds me, we ha- we got some feedback about our episode last week. Oh, or la- two weeks oh, ago. Gosh. <laughs> about what was it? Our best musical? Uh, yeah. No, it was uh, it was. Be- oh, it was yeah. our, our best score for twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, and I, I vehemently disagree. <laughs> with the choice of Frozen two, it was <laughs> or uh, Aladdin. The 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 what they were saying is that the music. Even mm. though you might not like the movie, the music for those movies, yeah, in I their opinion was better than the so Lego Movie two. But if you have some feedback, you know, shoot, send us an email. I think us a comment. I think the co- the concept of that is uh, is that how in the world did Lego Movie two beat? yesterday the beatles and rocket man elton john for best music and really our our argument was that it was just it was original music but mm-hmm. anyway uh we appreciate the feedback and even if some of us agree or disagree like that's that's the beauty of this is we can we can interact with you about it so i even told them they said is there is there an email i can send this uh send my review to or send my my comments and suggestions i said id gaf at coldbowpodcast.com. <laughs> so, well, no, uh, if you have if you have complaints around, or not complaints, but feedback, or anything, feedback episode ideas, go to uh, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, Twitter. Do it publicly, please, because we would love the interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that being said, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it good. Wrap here. It up. Do you have anything else you want to say, Scott? Chris? Nope. 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 All right. Just love you guys. Yeah. Thank okay. you for listening. If you're still with us, even if, if you've just started with us, if you've been with us since the beginning, thank you. We love you. We we uh, we can't we, do this without we you. We love this. Mm-hmm. We love our audience. And I love you guys. I love yeah. you too, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.